I believe this information should be mandatory reading in high school. The reason people often can't get ahead is because they really don't understand. There are these sets of rules and, and it makes a huge difference in terms of your level of wealth. And most of the people who have become wealthy are business owners. You, you don't get wealthy as an employee working for someone else. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise with your host, attorney-turned-alchemist, Dawn Fleming. Hello and welcome to our April book review episode. I hope you got through tax time okay. I know for us, we filed an extension we do most of the time, gives us a little bit of extra time. And actually as foreign residents, we automatically get an extension to June 15th, but we uh, usually go ahead and file the extension and, and get until October 15th. I want to talk about a book that I have recommended for years. I remember when I first came across it, I was uh, blown away. A little bit about my background, I was in mortgage banking for a number of years, and that's really where I first became familiar with taxes. My mom actually used to prepare taxes for H&R Block, too, so she had a strong accounting background. But I, I used to say I know more about taxes than I care to. But uh, over the years, I realized how important this knowledge is. So the book that I'm going to talk about on this episode is called Lower Your Taxes Big Time, written by Sandy Botkin. He's a CPA and tax attorney who used to be an IRS agent. So it's, it's good information. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about why I love this book so much, but there's going to be a link in the show notes where you can go ahead and pick up your copy. It's about 24 bucks on Amazon uh, for the hard copy, the paperback version, and then the Kindle, I think is about, I don't know, 16 bucks or something like that. I'm telling you, it is the, it will be the best investment you could possibly make. This book could literally save you thousands and thousands, even tens of thousands of dollars if you implement some of the strategies that he talks about. So what I'm going to cover, I obviously can't cover the whole book in this uh, short amount of time together. So there's kind of three things I want to focus on for this episode. One is the fastest way you can put money into your pocket. And I actually talk about this in my own book, Claim Your Dream Life, about um, how to how to put more money in your pocket and give specific examples. So I'm going to talk about that. The second thing is how to write off your fun and your vacations. Does that sound cool? It's actually perfectly legal as long as you follow the rules and properly document those expenses. So I'm going to touch on that a little bit. And then finally, I think one of the most valuable things for me that I've, I've used time and time again from this book is in the very back in the appendix, there's a big long list of questions to ask your accountant when you are interviewing a new one, which you might want to do. And there's um, different philosophies out there. I'm going to touch on those a little bit, but that's a really, I took that when we were in Florida and I was uh, beginning to look for a new accountant, I took that list of questions in 
to the interview with the first accountant I had an appointment with. Well, this guy blew the interview out of the water. I liked him so much. I actually canceled the second appointment that I had for the other uh, accountant. But it's it's really probing important questions that you want to ask. So I'll give you a couple of examples of some of the types of questions and why they're so very important. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's jump into the talk about how to put money into your pocket like immediately. This, as I mentioned, is something that I do talk about in my own book. And it is amazing how people don't really understand this very well. There's two different sets of tax laws, completely different. And the philosophy behind them is completely different. Taxes are a game. It's smart to play to win. So the way that it works just in a nutshell is if you're an employee, you pay your taxes first. You get your paycheck and on your pay stub, it shows all these little uh, initials for people who are putting their hand into your paycheck and taking out money from you before you get whatever happens to be left over. When you own a business, the exact opposite happens. You collect all the money, you pay all of your expenses, your, you know, whatever it is, your car, your office, your internet, your phone, all the different things that were able to deduct as business expenses. And then whatever's left over, that's what you're taxed on. And a lot of times it can be a very small fraction of the total gross receipts that a business will get. So it's just a completely different type of system. So can you lower your taxes if you're a W-2 employee without quitting your job? Well, absolutely. And the best way to do that is to start a side gig. And by uh, uh, starting a a home-based business, you may be able to allocate a portion of your personal expenses such as your phone bill, your internet, your automobile, that you, regular expenses you incur now can suddenly be shifted from a personal expense to a business expense. Now, obviously you have to understand and follow the IRS guidelines and document the deductions properly. So I spent two decades in the direct sales industry. I'm going to give you a couple of examples that are from my book. I invited my best friend, to join me in our last direct sales company. And she was a single female, great W-2 job, works for for the government, no kids, low mortgage. So she never really had many tax deductions. She never, ever, ever got a refund check. Her first year in business with us, she got a tax refund for $8,000. Now, she loves to travel. And that's what she was doing. She was traveling and building her business at the same time. And so travel expenses can be deducted as a business expense as long as you follow the rules and properly document them. Another example, my brother David's a single dad with four kids. And the first year he joined us in our last company, he got a tax write-off to the tune of $4,000. So we're talking about serious money here, money that would otherwise um, go to the government, which is broke if you haven't heard, That's a whole nother chapter in my book (laughs) that I talk about. I really wanted to 
talk about this idea of starting a business because most of the time it's very simple. And I had a conversation uh, last year, actually, when I was visiting my other brother. Uh, he and his wife are both uh, high income earners, W 2 earners. They used to have their own uh, business. They had a, a CrossFit gym, and that allowed them, you know, to have a lot of a lot more deductions than they're allowed to have as a W two employee. So we had a conversation about that, and I said, you know, yeah, you guys can get raises, and unfortunately, there's a substantial student loan debt involved. So it's it's really going to be tough to try to get out of that hole. Um, the more you make, the more they take. And so we talked about that and I said, you know, the best thing you can do is start a side gig and start being able to deduct some of these expenses that you otherwise are not able to, to deduct as a W-2 employee. And in fact, he said, yeah, my, uh, my niece moved out and uh, went off to college living in the dorm. So he had an extra room in their house and he said, yep, I'm setting up a, a home business and that's, you know, that home office to deduction. That means a portion of your mortgage, a por- portion of your utilities. It uh, You can do depreciation on your home. It, it's a significant tax deduction. Now, there's a lot of accountants that don't like it. They're like, oh, oh, you can't do that. That's a red flag for an audit. Well, I'll talk about that more. But the last thing you want is uh, an accountant who's afraid of an audit. All that means is you're going to, that person is not going to um, encourage you to take advantage of the totally legal tax deductions that you are entitled to. That's, that would be my number one tip is start a side gig if you, especially if you're a high income W-2 earner, um, start, a, start a business. Now it can't be a hobby. Um, and, and the book talks about the difference between the hobby rule and a bona fide business purpose. And so you have to make sure you're you're not just doing something on the side that isn't a real business. And we, that was something that we came across in uh, the network mar- or marketing industry frequently. Sometimes uh, people would start the business with us and they'd say, oh, my accountant says I can't deduct my business expenses because it it it's really a hobby, you know, like I'm, I'm not making money right away. So, and I said, no, 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 no. First of all, all network marketing companies the are are for profit, right? That's the whole purpose you get involved with them. It's not like playing the guitar and saying, "Oh, I'm gonna play guitar as a, a professional, and I'm going to, you know, do all of these things. I'm gonna uh, go out to nightclubs and and write off all of my expenses." No, 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 no. That's you know that is a situation or or art of some sort. Maybe you're making art or something and, and, oh, maybe I'll try to sell it a little bit and I'm going to write off all my art supplies and all that. No, that those are more like hobby businesses where that could be a problem. The impact of, of this is, is really incredible. And, and the book talks about that a lot. So I, ha- I highly encourage you, you to read that. Now, before I move on to the next section, I just want to say that I really do believe that this information should be mandatory reading in high school. The reason that people often can't get ahead is because they really don't understand. There are these sets of rules and, and it makes a huge difference in terms of your level of wealth. And most of the people who have become wealthy in the United States and you know, even on a global basis, are business owners. You you don't get wealthy as an employee working for someone else. And you don't have to give up your job 
in order to take advantage of these rules. Like I said, you can start a business on the side and eventually that could turn into something else. I mean, you know, we've done that uh, time and time again. I mean, when we moved, we lost everything and moved to Florida. Tom took a job for a couple of years that gave me the freedom to be able to build our last network marketing company. And in two years, I was making four times as much money as he was. He was able to retire, quit his job. And we had a significant multiple six-figure income from that business I had started on the side on a very part-time, spare-time basis. And then you know, when we invested in this uh, real estate property, we it was kind of a little side business that we had started. It was uh, bought as a business that we we did the the ran the numbers as a business when we bought it. How much revenue do we need to bring in? And it it was a side gig. And then you know, unfortunately, circumstances came up and we we lost our network marketing business. And thank goodness we had started this other business on the side invested every penny into our property for two years so that when that happened, we were not stuck with nothing. We were able to have a a nice income stream coming from this little side business. And then as we've grown our vacation villa and, and that's turned into a great business, I've started my little book business on the side and we're just about ready to transition again out of that, that last business and, you know, be able to, to work when I want to with this um, new life in paradise uh, business that I'm really excited about and, and really sharing with other people the knowledge we've gained through the years. And a lot of it is tax related. So it, it's it's really the a worthwhile investment. You know, Warren Buffett has said, uh, the richest men in the world, the best investment you can make is in yourself and in getting yourself knowledge. Knowledge is power. So this book is, in my opinion, a must read. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. Let me tell you about Sandy. Sandy's a CPA and an attorney and principal lecturer with the Tax Reduction Institute of Germantown, Maryland, lectures on both tax and financial planning, and has a number of well-known home study courses. I've taken his home study courses, um, actually. I I think I picked one up for super cheap on eBay 
quite a few years ago when we were back in California, but it was really, he's really funny. That's the other thing. It's you're probably sitting there going, Don, are you kidding me? You want me to read a tax book? No, he's hilarious. This book is super entertaining. He makes it really fun. So I, I definitely don't get turned off because it's a tax tax book for sure. So I'm going to touch on the idea of writing off your fun and your vacation. And um, before I talk about some examples for that, I want to just say this, as I mentioned, I knew about taxes, I knew about a lot of these deductions, I had actually educated myself, I'd had home based businesses before. And so I was familiar with a lot of the rules, when it comes to to writing off uh, business expenses, especially or even just expenses as an employee, because I worked as an employee for a while, and ha- but still had a, a car that I used for my use my own car for business as a mortgage banker, and so I was you know educating myself on how you go about writing off your automobile expenses, for example. But what I love about this book when I I came across it was it's one thing to know what the rules are, but it's another thing to know exactly what you need to have from a documentation point to make yourself audit proof. And to me, that's the value of this book. It's not just what the deductions are, it's what the documentation is required. Because in the United States, there's no requirement that you actually have a receipt for expenses that are $75 or less. Now, you do need to have uh, them written down somewhere, right? Like, well, I paid X amount of dollars to this person. And so a lot of our workers here in Mexico on our, our house, are they, they get paid cash. And so what we have done is we use cash receipts for when we pay them. And it's it's kind of serves a dual purpose. Number one, it shows that they've been paid in the event that there's a dispute, which there never has been. But they have, you know, we make them sign that, yes, we gave you the money for this particular job that you did for us. But that's also our documentation. And many times it's less than $75, but it's just our method of keeping track. But we wouldn't necessarily need to do that. We could, for example, we could just have a log book. And actually we did that for one of our property management clients. We just kept a log book with all of their expenses, because they couldn't write write those off anyways. It was just a vacation home as a second home. It was not a rental like ours is. It wasn't a, a business, but it was just a way to keep track. And then what Tom would do is he would just have the vendors, the maid or the pool guy or the landscaper or whoever, he would write it in the little journal and then he would have them initial or sign when he paid them that they had been paid. Like I said, they didn't really need to to have them for tax purposes, but at least it was a logbook. And so something like that would satisfy the uh, documentation requirements as well. But it it doesn't do you any good to know what the tax rules are if you're not prepared for an audit. And, you know, knock on wood, you know, we haven't been audited, very few people do get audited in the US, but you always want to act as if and be prepared in the event there was an audit. So that's the reason this book is so valuable is it tells you exactly what documentation you need to have to back up all of these wonderful tax deductions that we are entitled to under the tax code. I'll just give you a couple of ideas here just to kind of whet your appetite for this 
this book because there's some really significant ways that you can turn your vacation into a, a tax deduction. You can take courses on cruise ships. If you're uh, a professional, there's some very specific rules about this, but how would you like to write off the cost of a cruise? And you can use that if you meet the requirements for that. Make your weekends deductible if you're traveling. How to how to count your fun days as a business trip and, and not losing the deduction. Attending a seminars or conventions, you can get some great tra- tax deductions from that. So the chapter on deducting your fun, uh, here are some of the ideas uh, from this chapter, how you can deduct theater tickets, golf, plays, other entertainment. You can actually deduct season tickets. If you're a sports fan or, or other types of season tickets, there are ways you can deduct your spouse's meals and home entertainment, parties, large parties, lunches business club dues, civic civic organizations. So there's all kinds of deductions that we have uh, available to us if we just understand what the rules are and document them properly. One of my favorite parts about this book, Appendix, has, in the back of the book, is how to find a good accountant. Have you ever wondered about that? I've had some good accountants and I've had some not so good accountants. And there's a number of different ways you can go about finding one. I mean, I'm dating myself, you know, you used to be able to go through the yellow pages, right? Who had the, the sexiest ad? Now, of course, that's all on the internet. So but same thing, like, oh, they have a good website. Is that a good way to find an accountant? I don't think so. I have asked for referrals. Um, when we would go to a new area, we've moved several times, I would frequently go to the Chamber of Commerce first, first thing I do when I get to town. Because I want to, you know, I need a a chiropractor and a hairdresser and a veterinarian and a dentist and, you know, the list goes on and on. And that's usually a good place to find referrals like that, right? They're the most active business people typically belong to the chambers and word gets around pretty quickly who's good and who's not. So I uh, found my last accountant in Florida that way. Now, this chapter or this appendix, I should say, is... Um, and this is an older version of the book. I know there's a brand new one out for 23, 2023, 2024. So it might be a slightly different, but this particular edition is 31 questions to ask when you, you're doing an interview for accountant. And I'll just give you a taste, uh, maybe a handful of different, some of these different questions that you would want to ask, because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't think to, to ask 32 questions or 31 questions when I hired our last account. So it was great to have this list with me. So obviously, the first one is designations or credentials. And what he says, look for enrolled agents. And these are people who have passed a special IRS examination. And I, even before I read this book, I had heard that from someone else. Look for an enrolled agent or certified public accountants um, ex-IRS agents, attorneys, etc. Of course, he is a, a tax attorney and, and he prefers preparers that have a legal background. Why? Because they tend to be more aggressive. They're not afraid of the IRS and nobody should be. If you're not doing anything illegal, then it's just, you know, it's just a hassle, really, if you get audited. It's, it's nothing more than that. 
Another one of the things he says, test your accountant and, and tell him, him or her that you you read this book, you know, you heard of this great uh, suggestion, any one of these suggestions from the book would do, and ask what they think of the strategy, because it'll give you a really good window into whether they're timid or not, right? And similar, this one, this one was great. And I this was one of the things I think that really sealed the deal with my last accountant is I asked, what is your attitude towards tax aud- audits? And he says, unfortunately, many of them recommend not taking legitimate tax breaks at all if it could be a quote unquote red flag for an audit, right? And he says, these accountants are hazardous to your health. And I would totally agree with that. And it was interesting, my accountant in Florida, he said, he goes, he goes, I have no problem um, taking deductions. And typically, what I'll do, first of all, you never, ever, ever, ever go to a tax audit um, by yourself. In fact, I wouldn't, my accountant said, you don't need to go at all. I will handle it if there's an audit. And if they say, oh, uh, we want documentation on XYZ deduction, I'll come back to you and say, Don, they've asked for verification of this. And you dig through your box of, of papers or online and come up with whatever it is they want. And he says, if for some reason you don't have it, I simply go back to the uh, auditor and I say, I'm sorry, we don't have the backup documentation for that. And all they do is disallow that one deduction and you might owe a little bit of tax um, on that deduction. So I said, that sounds great. I love that. I love that philosophy. You know, other than that, you know, questions about any sort of tax planning, obviously, that's helpful experience, the type of clients they deal with. We're still using the tax accountant in Florida, but if he's retired, we'll probably be looking for someone else. Now, because of the fact that we're living overseas full time, the next accountant I look for will be somebody that is very well versed in international taxation, in particular, doing taxes for expats. Because my previous tax accountant that I, I adore really was not familiar with taxes for expats. He was not familiar with the foreign earned income exclusion. And I actually had to educate him on that. Not a, not his fault. I mean, his market is Florida retirees. They don't live overseas. So it's just an example of where you might want to find somebody with a particular area of expertise. So I hope that's helpful for you. I really encourage you to grab a copy of that book. It's well worth it. it like I said, it's entertaining. It's funny. And you will learn a ton that could really lower your taxes big time. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.